I'm not pulling my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another Drive to Work at Home Edition. So I've been doing a series where I've been interviewing members of the Council of Colors. And today we have Corey Bowen with Black. Hey, Corey. Hey, Mark. Okay, so uh, let's start by talking a little bit about what do you think, what do you think is the most misunderstood thing about Black? Most misunderstood thing about Black. Black is interesting. Black gets to do a lot of things. I think more recently, kind of, I think a lot about Black and its access to treasure. I also think about Black as perceived as, you know, mostly evil or dark or this big evil entity, which which I think that there are a lot of positive spins on Black. Um so I, I don't know. Do you want me to expand on one of those? Yeah, let's, let's dive into treasure. So let's talk a little bit. Should Black be doing treasure? Right. Should Black be doing treasure? Uh, when you when you put it on the board, treasure doesn't feel back. So treasure in its like essence is kind of, it's fast mana. It is RAM. Uh, it's just like, it's just mana production. And typically green gets a lot of long-term mana production and red gets a lot of fast-term mana production. And so then we ask the question, well, when does black get mana production? Well, actually, black used to get mana production uh, by... Back in the day. (laughs) Back in the old, old day, black used to have, uh, you know, dark ritual and all these little cards that did make some black mana. Um, But we don't want it to do that anymore. So is that precedence for treasure? The, The real precedence for modern treasure... Uh, is that pirates are cool and black, or at least they were black when we brought them back and we started printing treasure. We thought, this is cool enough, let's do this, Uh, we like this, and we made some treasure, and hey, all of these artifacts say the word sacrifice on them, isn't that pretty neat? That technically works with what black wants to do. Hey, isn't it really fun to sacrifice little things that mean very little in black? Black loves sacrificing permanents, sacrificing artifacts is still pretty fun, um, so it, it's kind of wiggled its way into making treasure and there, there is some stance where it's like, oh, treasure does, doesn't really fit, but it does fit. Oh yeah. Black is also greedy. Black likes money. I love cards where black is caring about money or commerce and clearly treasure really fits well in money and commerce and, and stuff like that. Um, so then can black just make treasure? It's just kind of a mana refund. I think more recently in the color council of colors, I've been pushing for, hey, whenever black makes treasure, I don't want to treat it as a mana refund anymore where it's like a spell that does something and then also makes treasure. I would rather it exchange a non-mana cost for the treasure, whether it is something has to die or you're paying life or you're paying cards or whatever other non-mana resource. I think black is really good at exchanging those um, and kind of getting what it wants through other means. So I like that. Um, there's another angle I think about a lot where, sorry, I'm rambling. Do you mind if I keep rambling? <laughs> you want to well, I, hey, we're here to ha- have you ramble. I mean, that, the thing that's most important for people to understand of what you're sort of saying is sometimes we get in the trap where it kind of flavorfully, like we made pirates in Ixalan. It made sense that pirates were black. Treasure made sense for pirates. And then we, you know, it's sort of like, what are we doing exactly? And it wasn't just black. Blue got treasure. I don't even know what blue's doing with treasure. Blue shouldn't have treasure at all. And so we definitely sort of bled a little bit for flavor. And that, that gets us into a dangerous spot. 
Um, and like what you're saying is we've sort of relooked at treasure, and what we said is blue can't have treasure. Uh, and black gets treasure, but only under certain circumstances and in a way that's more black. And that it's red. You want a pirate that just gives you treasure? Go to red. Red's a color that can do that. Red's a pirate color, you know. And th- that's what I found very interesting in this is we tend to drift a little bit sometimes. And then it's up to the council colors to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. We kind of drifted a little bit. We got to pull back. Um, so that's a good, let, let's, go, let's go to this topic. What has black done that it's not supposed to be doing? Where, like treasure, where is it sort of pushed a little bit? Like we have to be pulling back. Where's the push that we have to be pulling back? Well, I think I mean treasure feels like the main one for me in this aspect. But even then, like to some degree, I think treasure is just fine in black if it's paying the right costs only because like the output of treasure to some degree is to get more mana and i guess every color has different ways to get more mana in in their own ways but i think about like reanimation as another mana cheap way so i mean black clearly gets to like sacrifice creatures to add mana right like it's not that (laughs) black can't produce mana what we're saying is a creature that enters the battlefield and all it does is just gives you a treasure where you've done nothing, there's no cost, that's not particularly black. Yes. Um, so what What? Wait, what was the prompt again? What black what, is doing what, that? Sh- what is black doing? doing that, you know what, it's kind of drifted, it shouldn't be doing that. Or, you know, what are the areas where black has sort of got into spaces it shouldn't be getting? I, I know black is tricky because black has this weird thing of hey, pay a, a life or sacrifice a creature. Yeah. Black does most things, right? Um, it's, it's a question for Black because it is so versatile, but here's some things that come to mind. First, I'll say one thing I've been thinking about recently is that we've been paying one life for a lot of things, and I think one life is not very relevant in some of our formats, so I want to start paying two life for more things. <laughs> okay, thing. more life! <laughs> Threshold up, let's, let's get those costs up. Um, but other than that, I think a lot about some mechanical themes that have kind of expanded to black in the past few years. I think about plus one, plus one counters in this aspect, more like caring about plus one, plus one counters. Um, Zendikar had uh, black greens of her rising. I think had a uh, black green plus one, plus one counters mattering. Uh, Kaladesh or either of also had black one, plus one, plus one counts mattering. Plus one, plus one counters mattering. Um, which I thought were weird for black. It plus one plus one counters are kind of agnostic nowadays. They they go in other colors. It's fine for black to care about them, um, but it it is a little bit of a this is it's it's not a core central theme of black. It, I don't think it should be a core central theme of black. Um, other colors have that as a core central theme. Um, so I guess I would like to see less black cards that care purely about plus one plus one counters. Uh, I also think about. Black's method of recursion, and we've talked about this a lot recently, but we, you know, Black can uh, bring back creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Um, And historically, in sets with big artifact themes, it can also bring back artifacts. In sets with big enchantment themes, it can also bring back enchantments to your hands, for what it's worth. I don't think we do a lot of uh, reanimating to the battlefield with artifacts and enchantments, but uh, Black's recursion gets kind of stretched depending on the needs and the themes of this set. However, we have this hard line in like Strixhaven, or currently we have a line where we don't want Black to bring back instances of sorceries from your graveyard to your hand. So there, there is a line that exists, which to me spells that 
because we've done it for some permanent types or some card types, but not other card types, how much should we be restricting that more? Should, should it be a hard line on creature? It depends on the need to the set at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, Strixhaven had other ways to make sure you could cast spells and uh, recurring instances and sorceries aren't, isn't always the most fun. It can be a little repetitive. So uh, I guess those are my answers. Plus one, plus one counters and uh, Black's ever encroaching march to dominate all of the recursion of Graveyard. Okay, so let's ask the opposite question now. What isn't Black doing that, you know what, maybe Black should be doing? Where, where, where's their, where are you pushing to, like, what's outside space? You're like, you know what, I do think Black should be doing this a little bit. I do think Black should be doing this a little bit. One thing I've been noticing about how we use goading, goading in commander sets, is that goading right now is staunchly a red and blue mechanic. We believe it is red, we believe it is blue. And I, in Commander 2020, made a cycle of auras, one in each color, that would attach to a creature and keep it goaded forever. Which technically put goading in all colors, but more on this like tertiary level. So right now, as it stands, goad is red and blue, and then all the other colors in tertiary. But the feeling of goading feels like I'm sabotaging you. It's almost a pseudo mind control, which FYI, black gets mind control at a secondary or tertiary level. Uh, we just don't do it often because it's not that fun. But technically, it gets to do that sometimes. Um, but goading is like a, it's a slice of that. It's, you know, I'm controlling your guy. I'm, I'm the puppet master. I'm pulling the strings. So goading feels like something. And, and we've made a lot of black red cards, like black red multicolor cards that goad. And I think the more we've done that, in my mind, it's cemented this idea that, hey, this definitely is red. And it kind of feels black in some senses. It feels insidious. Um, you know, I also think about uh, on a non-mechanical angle, uh, positive spins of black characters, like positive ambition, uh, non-evil black stuff. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, no. I, it's uh, I've done a bunch of podcasts on this topic. That that is, it's very easy to see the negative side of black, and it's a little trickier to see the positive side. You know, like, ambition can be a negative thing, but it can be a very positive thing, you know. Um, and I, I uh, it's fun for me. Like, I, I like seeing sort of, like, the dark side of white and the, the better side of black and stuff like that, so. Yeah, I, I was trying, for a while, I was trying to think about what is, like, a mundane example of, of positive to neutral ambition. And my favorite example is, like, you have, you probably know that one person in your life who coupons way too hard they have a bunch of coupons they hunt coupons they're always looking for the best deals they have groupons or whatever they're clipping everything i think that is a mono black activity to really <laughs> hunt for those coupons to like get yourself the thriftiest deal possible yeah another interesting thing about black is the idea of merit-based systems that mm. the the a system in which people should uh by their merit excel that the people that try harder should do better um and that, that idea is a very black-based idea, even though I think a lot of people go, oh, but what, there's nothing wrong with that. What, what's wrong with merit-based systems where people that do better, you know? Um, but go talk to White. White's not about merit-based systems, so... <laughs> Everybody yeah, should I mean, get the same treatment in Carter White, so... Right, merit-based stuff is because it rewards the person who, like, you know, they're the best. Like, Black was like, I want to do what I need to do to be the best. Yeah, I'm and, and go I'll reward the best. The best. That, that's Black. Like, 
I want systems that reward people that put more time and energy in. So, But also, ironically, in the same way, in merit-based systems, black characters are more often to find ways to, to like, skirt the rules to get to the top of the merit-based system. Well, I mean, I mean, black's whole thing is, I'll do whatever I can that I'm allowed to do, you know, so. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, it's like, I'll exploit okay. the system. Okay, so I want to talk about something that, uh, one of the changes of the last couple of years, I want to mm-hmm. talk about enchantment destruction. Yeah. So let's walk through. Many years ago, Black could not destroy enchantments. Now Black can. So I want to talk about how we got to it, being able to do it, and what are the current rules about enchantment destruction? Yeah, enchantment destruction is a tricky one, and it's very interesting because not only was there a lot of allowances for Black to destroy my opponent's enchantments, but we also more recently had started making allowances for Black to destroy its own enchantments, which is not something you typically think we would even safeguard. So Black could not destroy enchantments, destroyed creatures and planeswalkers. And after a while, we started thinking about kind of like Black-Red limited decks. I think particularly during Theros Beyond Death, when we were playing that limited, um, there was reports of some people even being frustrated that uh, in a Red-Black limited deck, you couldn't really answer enchantments. And some enchantments were a big deal. There was, there was a heavy amount of them, and it, and it felt bad that was, you know several like a whole color combination or you know multiple colors that couldn't answer this card type that we wanted to be prominent in certain sets and so the first time we experimented with this was commander 2019 um and glenn said he had a card uh i'm gonna say it out loud so now i'm gonna open scryfall so i can read it because i'm on the podcast it's called Fire in misery uh, Myron Misery is 1B for sorcery. Each opponent sacrifices a creature or enchantment. And this was an uncommon in Commander 2019. It's kind of weak because they can choose a creature or enchantments. So it's not reliable at getting your opponent to sacrifice enchantments. And this was this is one of the kind of core tenets of black enchantment destruction is that we like we don't want it to be as strong as white or green. So we don't want it to be incredibly reliable or we want it to pay a cost. Uh, in Theros Beyond Death, we had another one, which I have to look up hastily. Uh, so wait, why, why, you look at, why you look it up real quickly? Let me just get some background to the, the larger conversation. Yeah. Um, Eric Lauer, who is one of the you know, main set designers, um, he brought to our attention, to the Council of Colors' attention, that one of the weird things about black was that it was the only color that couldn't deal with two different permanent types. Because black right. can't destroy artifacts, and at the time, black couldn't destroy enchantments. And he said that it was really odd that it was kind of causing problems in black, uh, that we made environments. And so we looked at it, and we said, well, red can't destroy enchantments. We already have a color that can't destroy enchantments. So we like black not to destroy artifacts. We like there's a color that can't destroy artifacts. Um, and... Artifact had destruction in red and green and white. So, like, there were three colors that could destroy artifacts, but only two that could destroy enchantments. And so that is why we made the change. So that's why we started on this path. So go, go ahead. Do you find your card? Yeah. In Theris Beyond Death, we printed Freak's Libation, which is our iteration here. It's a 2B, 3 mana, for an instance. And you choose one. Either your opponent sacrifices a creature or your opponent sacrifices an enchantment. So this is more reliable... If they had one enchantments and one creature, Mire Misery, the previous card, they would sacrifice the worst of the two. But with Frigga's Libation, you can force them to sacrifice the enchantments. Um, but it's still Edict. If they had multiple enchantments, uh, you're not able to get rid of it as easily. Um, and that's kind of 
you know, we want black to have and like effectiveness against interacting with those decks, but not, you know, complete choice. Um, well, I mean, it, it's funny when um, we started, like when we started, we dipped our toe in and slowly advanced, right? Early on, early on, it's like, well, you don't have complete control and maybe they don't even do it. And then, well, now we can force them to sacrifice an enchantment. But, you know, yeah. it's interesting how we keep getting, like, as we do more of it, we, we'll, we're allowing Black to have, like, more and more. Yeah. My my personal favorite Black enchantment removal card comes from Zendikar Rising called Feed the Swarm. Feed the Swarm is a sorcery, 1B, so 2 mana, to destroy target creature or enchantments and opponents' controls. But you lose life equal to that permanent's mana value. Um, I like a lot of things about this card. Uh, I like that you pay a black cost, which is losing life in exchange for the versatility. I like that typically destroying a creature on, a t- on an average game of magic is going to be more impactful than destroying enchantments. So it's it's rated kind of towards the stronger side, which is destroying a creature, but it has the versatility or the utility of being able to answer an enchantment if that's what you need in the game you're in. So it's a little below average for a removal spell on a creature, but you are you know, paying some cost to have this really good utility that black doesn't get very often, um, which I think is one of the better ways to make black enchantment removal. It feels feels weird to make a card in black that its sole purpose is to destroy enchantments. I don't I don't know if we've done that yet, but uh, if it's I'm black, I get to remove creatures as I always do, and I pay some efficiency for the utility of being able to destroy enchantments, maybe for a cost, maybe for unreliability. I think that's really cool and at least gives black again interaction against that card type. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things I've been doing in all these podcasts is I've been talking to the representative about the other four colors. So yeah. let's start with white. What do black and white fight over from a color pie perspective? Right now, I think we're fighting well recently white's been getting more reanimation from the graveyard to the battlefield so that's something that we're sharing that sometimes the lines need to be defined on because the cards will look too close i think right now that whenever i think about why i think about the separation between white board wipes and black board wipes i think for a long time white has gotten a lot of the kill everything indiscriminately cards uh like wrath of god which kills destroys all creatures on the battlefield but to me, that feels more black, and it feels more white to leave stuff behind. And white has cards that leave stuff behind, but I would like black to have more of the board wipes that clean clear the board, and white to have more of the board wipes that leave some sort of material, either big or small, behind. Okay. So, Let's move on to blue. What do black and blue fight over? Black and blue, do we fight? Look, we don't interact. I mean, black, do- black and blue is historically the least overlapping two colors. So let's start there. Yes. Um, we have we have done some stuff to make them overlap a little more, but um, black black and blue has this great relationship, in my opinion, where blue draws so many cards and black also draws so many cards. But uh, because blue draws more cards, we just kind of get to draw cards without letting other people know that we're drawing a thousand cards. Uh, so I. Mostly, I think about card advantage in black and blue, and black's card advantage is so many more words than white's card advantage more often. But um, uh, to me, I see that as whenever I'm reading a black card that draws cards, 
in one way or another. I'm always comparing it to what blue can do. And so I guess that's the most often way I conflict with blue. Okay, so I'll pick up a few other places they conflict, see what you think of. Um, yeah, go for it. Do we, how do we differentiate milling between blue and black? That's a great question. Oh, that's even uh, even stealing from libraries in blue and black or uh, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, differentiate. I feel like both both colors just get to mill. It's where both colors get to mill the opponent and both colors get to mill themselves. Should there be differentiation, mill as of now or historically has been niche enough where I don't think it's needed a differentiation. I mean, black for a long time couldn't do it. Like, there was a period of time where blue was king of mill and black didn't mill. And we decided that we needed a second mill color and we wanted more black-blue interaction. So we started giving black uh, milling. And now black just does all, all the milling it wants to do. I mean, blue's, blue is still better than black at it, but um, we do let black have plenty of access to it. Yeah, I always see, like, blue as the color of raw mill. Like, my I mill for the number of cards I mill. And I, I've always viewed black as I mill for, like, for something. I'm milling you so I can take your thing. I'm milling you so I can count the creature in your favorite. That's the way I've, I've always viewed it. Maybe that's because we don't do enough black mill that when we do, it's for a reason. Um, another one you just brought up is the idea of sort of messing, casting the opponent's stuff, whether it be out of the yeah. library or you hit them and exile stuff. Like, where is there a clear delineation between blue and black about, like, doing the opponent's, yeah. casting the opponent's spells? Yeah, I mean... Blue used to do it, but since recent times, black, black is, I mean, both, both colors in the past have been mastery of my opponent's library. Like both colors are so good at getting my opponent's library and getting stuff out. But more often we found it more fun to kind of lead into that as a sabotaging nature for black, where black can get stuff from my opponent's library, um, or it can like, you know, draw cards from my opponent's library effectively by exiling them face down or face up and being able to cast them later from exile. Uh, blue gets... Blue can still cast random stuff from my opponent's library. It can still get random creatures from my opponent's library, but we don't do blue cards that effectively draw cards from the top of my opponent's library nowadays because we think that is fun black space and blue gets enough unique effects in my opinion. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? On where do you see the clear lines? Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, black wants to feel more invasive than blue. And so I I think that, like, clearly black's better out of the... Stealing stuff out of the graveyard is way better at black than blue is. Um, And that we've done a little bit more black of, like, I'm I'm hitting you and exiling and then casting your cards. We've started making a little more black than blue. So here's, here's like, black can steal from your library. It can steal from your graveyard. It can steal from your hand, yours being your opponent's. So black can steal from all of your zones, effectively. Blue can steal from your battlefields. It can steal instants and sorceries from your graveyard, sometimes, because recently we've let Red do that. And it can steal random stuff or, yeah, random stuff from your... Uh, also, blue can steal from your stack. That's another thing you can do that black doesn't do. <laughs> yeah, black doesn't do the uh, stack interaction. Okay, let's, let's move on. Red. So black and red, I, let me say that white and green and black and red are the two color pairs that overlap the most. So where do black and red fight? Yeah, black, I mean, black and red, are, when they're together, they're very aggressive. Either aggressive or wildly destructive, which just makes a lot of sense. 
Um, but like mono black aggro decks, mono red aggro decks, just aggressive cards in general, I think will, will appear very similar. They're both like doing damage to your opponent directly, just like by loss of life or by literally lightning bolting into the face. Um, so I think they struggle for differentiation in those kind of forms. And then, and it's weird because we also make like a, when we're making heavy costed black red cards, it's just all about big explosions and destruction and, and doing all this stuff, which is not necessarily terrible. Um, I also think that's, well, maybe that's not actually a conflict here. Well, let me bring one up that I, I know that one we always talk about is sort of killing creatures. Yeah. How do we delineate black killing creatures from red killing creatures? Uh, this is actually a really weird line, right? Because black can black can straight up murder any creature. It can just murder. And so it usually gets most upsets to murder. But also, very often, we get that like black can kill small creatures. I can destroy a target creature with power three or less. I can destroy a target creature toughness three or less or whatever. Um, which is identical to dealing damage, right? Like a burn spell is just saying I kill creatures under this threshold. And it has a little bit of flexibility. But also we, you know, red can kill creatures through damage, but to prevent it from feeling too much like black, we have this like limit on how much damage a burn spell can just do. Like, do we want to print a four mana sorcery that deals seven damage to target creature? That kind of starts feeling close to a black card because seven doesn't matter <laughs> at a certain point. It's not a threshold that's relevant. Um, so I guess that's a place where they conflict. Yeah, one of the, I know the areas we've been having issues with is black does minus X, minus X effects. And it's very hard to not, not feel like direct damage when you're doing minus X, minus X effects. It is very, very often when you're doing minus X, minus X, it is when you were killing the creature, which is the same case of when you're dealing damage, you know. Yeah. Um, and I know we've been trying to be careful about, I mean, we want red to be king of damage. And so we've been trying hard with black to sort of, um, like, we did a little experiment for a little while where instead of loss of life, we were doing damage. Remember this experiment? Yeah, because we thought it was cooler with a lifelink and stuff like that. Uh, it just, I don't know, it felt weird. It, yeah, no, no, work. exactly. We, we, were, we were like, okay, they're, they're very similar in the rules. What if we just make them the same? And then the feedback from the audience was, yeah, no, that doesn't feel like black. And so we, just, we went back, okay, black, look yeah. life. <laughs> It was weird. It didn't feel like black. The words red very red because it's damage. Red does damage, obviously. And it was more words on the cards. So whatever. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to green. Black and green. What does what, what black and green fight over? Uh, well, you know, I'm always arguing about regrow. Which color could regrow things from the graveyard? Why does green get to get any card from the graveyard? Isn't black the graveyard color? Isn't the, the one that has master of the graveyard? And, you know, <laughs> and, we talked about this. Yeah, the, 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 here's the, fun, the funniest thing about this is I blame Richard Garfield, which is I don't know why black is the tutoring color that goes and gets anything out of a library. Like blue, really speaking, blue should be that color. But... It's, it's been grandfathered into black. Um, and in the same way, green got kind of grandfathered in the graveyard. And the problem is we don't want one color getting anything out of the library and anything out of the graveyard. So it's like, well, if black's going to do the library, then green gets to be the graveyard. And so, like, it, it's just... Richard made some decisions very early on that have definitely swayed yeah. things. And it's, it's hard to get the inertia to go a different direction. 
Green has this like really weird thing going on where because it can get anything, it can get subsets of anything. But sometimes, once in a blue moon, we'll, we'll print a card in green that just uh, returns a creature card from your graveyard to hand. And those look so weird to me compared to, it's like, yes. that's a black, that clearly is a black card. It's it's a necromancy thing. Those look very weird to me. I it, guess it's a... Uh, green, green, what we've learned is getting anything's okay for green or getting a permanent is okay for green. But right, right, when you say a creature, it steps on black. When you say a spell, it feels weird because it steps on blue and red. Like, you know... Yeah. When you like, get too yeah. specific, it reminds you of another color. That's yeah. the problem. When you get too specific, it reminds you of another color and it makes you think, why the... Why is green getting everything? <laughs> yeah, the other thing that's quirky is uh, the graveyard is one of those things that every color needs some interaction with it. Um, totally. I mean, we it's funny. Back in the day, when in the, in the block system, you know, we'd hit themes a little bit slower. But now that we're doing a, you know, a lot more different sets, like, we hit graveyard themes so fast because, you know, it's just a very popular theme and, and it plays really well. And so um, I feel like we're doing graveyard sets all the time these days. I mean... That are varied and how we use them are different, but uh, from a console color standpoint, we're always going. Oh, how does green? Uh, how does how do the colors interact with the graveyard? Um, so, oh, um, okay. So that's black and green talking about the graveyard. Um, let's talk a little bit about like death touch. Um, where do we? Where do you have any sense of where did where where the line gets? Like um, they both have death touch. They both. Uh, I guess that's the big one between them. Um, in my in my eyes, like Death Touch is a very weird mechanic. I think about it as in black. I think about Death Touch not only as oh, this is like my creatures a murder, but also to me it's evasion. To me, it's like if I'm attacking you, you have to make the choice between losing your giant creature or me dealing damage to you, which feels very black. In green, uh, I see it mostly flavorfully as poison stuff, and poison feels fun in in green as a, as a flavor thing, not a mechanic. Um, well, maybe as a mechanic too, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I have hard lines on where Death Touch can go in green and black. I, I think it's very obviously more often on black cards, but we prints one mana, one one Death Touches in green for, um, for limited, right? For limited, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the, I, I mean, that's there's another weird I, thing that goes on in the color pie where. Like, certain formats have certain needs. Like, we talk a lot about, like, how we've been shifting things to make things work for Commander. But, like, limited... Like, the green... The small green Death Touch creature exists almost exclusively because green needs help in limited to deal with creatures. And it's a nice, clean answer because we like green creatures dealing with other creatures, you know. Yeah, green, green is about creatures. And if green's removal is effectively a creature, that's great. You know, yeah. my Death Touch creature is technically removal... Also, one card I don't like, I don't like Ambush Viper in green. Ambush Viper is 1G, 2-1, Flash, Death Touch. And to me, it reads so much like Destroy, Target, Attacking, Creature, yeah. because that's what it is. Um, it, that's a tricky when you combine it with other things. It starts to feel like the base function isn't green, I guess. Yeah, you got to be careful. Green, we always joke that, like, it's a flash green creature that fights when it enters the battlefield with death touch. Like you're like, that's called terror. That, that's not a, that's not a green effect. Yes. So. That is oh, removal. Okay, so we are almost out of time here because I can see my desk. Uh, so final thoughts on black. What's your final sort of uh, as the the keeper of black? What, what's your final th- thinks of where the future of black lies? Uh, black is awesome. Black's cool. We should pay more life in black. I'm tired of getting away with paying one life. Let's pay two life. That's the campaign I'm on right now. More life. Let's go. 
Um, I think black is relatively stable. I feel good about black. Uh, other than I want to, I want to make sure we're paying more significant non mana costs for uh, the things that black gets to do that it shouldn't get to do for free. Yeah, the interesting thing going on about black, just real quickly before we leave, is red and white have had this issue for a while because of the rise of commander. Red and white really aren't like they weren't suited for how commander functions. We had to make a lot of changes to fix it. Blue and green were like over, like they're perfectly suited for all the commander stuff. And so, like, we've had to like weaken blue and green a bit to like take away some stuff from them to help balance them. But black's been sitting in the middle. So it's like black's definitely been, I'm not too good. I'm not too bad. You know, and so we've, other right. than the enchantment thing, I don't think we've made major and we gave black flash, I guess, a couple of years ago. But I think we haven't done a lot with black versus the other colors. No, but I will say treasure is impactful for that format, right? Because uh, we haven't, we know, recently because we're, we're not doing dark rituals or black market or whatever, we don't have a lot of black cards that generate a ton of mana. Um, and then so, and mana is really great in commander in those longer game formats. So currently this introduction of more, a little bit more treasure in black uh, does contribute to like having black be, yeah. I think in my head, a little higher on the pedestal. Yeah, okay. Well, I want to thank you for joining us, Corey. Thanks for talking black with us. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark. And everybody else, I'm at my desk, so we all know what that means. It means at the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. So I want to thank Corey for being with us. And I'll see all of you next time. Bye-bye.